Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, February 21st, 2019. The year is going by quickly. Uh, just a quick announcement, actually a couple of announcements. Um, for those of you who've been asking about Walter Bosley's new book, that book is out. It's available on Lulu, and it's called The Esoteric Napoleon. You don't want to miss it. I've read it, and it's uh, it's a fun book to read, but it, it really connects some dots. Uh, second announcement, tomorrow uh, evening at 6.30, I've, I've bumped the uh, schedule back to 6.30 U.S. Central Time. We do have a member's vid chat. I've already been getting questions, so please try and get your questions in. Uh, I'll be in the uh, chat room early as usual, probably a couple hours or so, for a little bit of uh, conversation, informal conversation, before we do the vid chat. Now, um, I have a high-octane speculation today to advance in respect to a couple of stories, one of which I've blogged about and talked about on the website before. And if you've been watching Italy, you're, you're probably having fun uh, because I think there may be something going on connecting a couple of stories. So I'm going back to February 11th. I'll, I put the links up uh, or will put the links up on YouTube for you to a Zero Hedge article that appeared under the title, Salvini Proposes Seizing Control of Italy's Gold Reserves from the Central Bank. There's a couple of things I want to read from this article, then a slight correction. Uh, some members of the website in Italy pointed out that the way that the article was phrased was not quite exactly what was going on. But anyway, here's what the article says. Quote, One day after the Italian deputy prime minister and leader of the League Party, called, that would be Matteo Salvini, called for the elimination of Italy's central bank and the country's financial reg regulator, CONSAB, saying the two institutions should be, quote, reduced to zero, more than changing one or two people, reduced to zero, or in other words, eliminated, and that fraudsters who inflicted losses on Italian savers should end up in prison for a long time. Salvini prompted fresh shocked grasps, gasps in Brussels and Frankfurt when he raised the possibility of seizing Italy's massive gold reserves away from the country's central bank. Now, uh, a couple of people wrote to me and said that that's not exactly what Salvini was, was saying. What he was not saying was eliminate the central bank, but what he was trying to say is roll over the personnel inside the central bank and put a bunch of the... Uh, banksters in the Italian central bank in jail rather than getting rid of it. Now, I'm going to skip to about the middle of this article for three more paragraphs here that I think are significant. Uh, quote, the gold ownership bill presented by Eurosceptic lawmaker Claudio Borgi of the League adds to an already tense relationship between the Bank of Italy and the coalition government. Borghi has rejected the accusation and said he'll ensure Parliament has ultimate power. His concern is that ambiguity of ownership of the gold means that a victorious legal action against the central bank for inadequate supervision, for example, leaves open the possibility of a claimant getting compensation in gold. My bill, and this is a bill that he's introduced in the Italian Parliament, only aims at making clear that the gold belongs to the state, not the government, whatever that means. Uh, 
Uh, if there are doubts on our intentions, we can also pass another law saying that none of the gold reserves can be sold unless there is a majority of the two-thirds or more of both houses of parliament. In other words, again, the Italian Central Bank is not going to be abolished, but they're looking for personnel changeover, and then this bill, which would place the ownership of the gold in the central bank in the hands of the state. So that's very important. Now, there's a couple of things I want to add to this just to refresh your memory going back a few years with the whole gold repatriation movement that began in Germany when Germans started to pressure the German Bundesbank to bring back Germany's gold reserves that were being held in London, Paris, and principally in the New York Federal Reserve. Now, some of that gold, you'll recall, was brought back. It was then supposedly audited by the Bundesbank, which published the results of its audit, but there were still Germans that were not satisfied that this audit was legitimate. The gold repatriation movement then spread, you'll recall, to two other countries in Europe. Austria, this was prior to uh, the election of uh, Chancellor Sebastian Kurz, and then it also spread to the Netherlands. Both countries began a, a gold repatriation movement. Now, those stories, as far as I'm aware, have dropped right off the radar screen, so I don't know what happened to those two movements, but you find, again, gold is central here. Now, I want to go to a very different story that just appeared two days ago, again on Zero Hedge, concerning the European Parliament elections, because I think these two stories are related, and I, I will get to why in a moment. But I want to read um, three paragraphs from this article. Uh, the article's titled Anti-EU Salvini Set to Emerge as Biggest Winner in the European Union Parliamentary Elections. Quote, Italian Pro Deputy Prime Minister Matteo Salvini's efforts to undermine the EU status quo by rallying a broad coalition of Eurosceptic groups during spring elections for the European Parliament are set to pay off big time according to the first forecast of the expected results released by the chamber on Tuesday. According to the polling, which was cited by the Financial Times, Salvini's League Party is expected to make some of the most striking gains in the May vote, possibly becoming the second largest party in the Assembly after Germany's center-right Christian Democratic Union. Quote, and I believe they're quoting the Financial Times article here, quote, Mr. Salvini's league is on course to dominate in Italy by winning 32% of the vote and 27 seats, according to the poll. If so, it would be the second biggest party in the chamber after Germany's center-right Christian Democratic Union, which is forecast to hold 29 seats down from 34 in the last election in 2014. The CDU is a mainstay of the European People's Party, the Parliament's main center-right group. The European People's Party is predicted to slip from 217 to 183 seats, while the center-left Social Democrat grouping is projected to lose almost one-third of its seats from 186 to 135. Now, 
I'm going to stop the citation there just to point out what that means is the traditional established parties within the European Parliament are going to be losing big time, according to this poll, several seats to the Eurosceptic parties and this coalition of Eurosceptic parties in different countries that Mr. Uh, Salvini has been putting together. Chiefly, you'll recall, he's been making overtures to Hungary. He's been making overtures to Poland. Now, let me continue. In total, Eurosceptic parties are expected to win 153 seats in the chamber. Though they control the same number now, their share of the votes will climb as the total number of seats in the chambers falls from 705 from, to 705 from 751 to account for the United Kingdom's departure. In addition, to Salvini's League, the Eurosceptic faction in the European Union Parliament includes Poland's Law and Justice Party, Italy's Five Star Movement, and France's Rassemblement National. Law and Justice and France's RN have pledged to join forces in the coming Parliament. Other Eurosceptic parties, including Spain's far-right Vox and the Dutch Forum for Democracy, are expected to win seats in the chamber, for the first time. So in other words, be prepared for a Eurosceptic sweep in the European Parliament. Now, what do I think is going on? What's the connection, possible connection, between this gold story, which you saw Salvini just about a week and a half ago, and this upcoming European Parliament? What might be the connection? And my guess, my, my high-octane speculation here, is that you're going to see these Eurosceptic parties begin to, over, and, and it will be a gradual process. I don't think this is going to happen all at once, but I think you're going to see a gradual process where these parties are going to use the European Union Parliament as kind of an, a ground to air grievances. Now, it's important to remember the European Parliament has no power. It's only a place where people get together and stand up and pretend to debate uh, issues, but they have no power. That power still resides with the European Commission. So I think what you're going to see them do is you're going to see them start using the European Parliament as a mechanism for bringing out several points, several crucial points. Number one, they're going to start talking about the European Central Bank and central banks in Europe in general. Number two, they're going to start calling for audits of the, of the national central banks and particularly of national gold reserves. And I think the, the goal here will be to determine who actually owns the gold in addition to how much. And I suspect that this is going to fuel and be fueled in turn by some of these repatriation efforts that we've seen being attempted in Europe in the last few years. So I think there's a connection here. Watch for the European Parliament and in particular the Eurosceptic parties to start demanding audits, to start talking about the sovereignty of gold and who owns it. Because again, if they discover that there is a bit of monkey business, let's put it that way, with gold in the European Central Bank vis-a-vis -vis the national central banks in Europe, all you know what is going to break loose. So in other words, the way I'm viewing Salvini and Borgi's proposal in Italy with this law about the Italian Central Bank and wanting to go in and clean out personnel.
I think that stage one of a much larger agenda that these uh, trans-European Eurosceptic movements are now going to be taking to the floor of the European Parliament vis-a-vis the state of the finances in the European Union. Let's remember that the Italians have presented those budgets have been rejected. So I think we're on the stage two. You're going to see the ante being upped once again by the Italians. And Spain, it's very important to mention that uh, that they mentioned Spain also having a, a delegation of Eurosceptics now for the first time in the European Parliament. So Spain is going to get into this in the next few years. That's my prediction. So in other words, watch Italy, folks. Uh, they've been at this game for centuries, and they know how it's played, and uh, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what's going on. Don't forget, we have the vid chat tomorrow, 6.30. I'll be in the uh, chat room early, so please try and get your uh, questions in. Don't forget, Walter Bosley's new book is out. And one final announcement, people have been asking me, are you working on a new book? Yes, I am. Uh, I, I just finished a very important chapter. I'm having to write this book backwards, so I just finished a very important chapter yesterday. It's about 100 pages long. It's the longest chapter I think I've ever written in a book. Um, I'm not going to say what it is, but I'm hoping to have this book done uh, by April or May, uh, and then that will be available on Lulu. So I am writing a book. I am making some progress. Anyway, that's it for today's news and views. Watch Italy. Watch gold. Watch the European parliamentary elections because I think uh, I think we're going to see the ante being upped and some uh, very interesting discussions taking place in the future on the floor of the European Parliament. That's it. We'll see you on the flip side. Bye bye and God bless everybody.